slightly late to the party, Toho organizes its own direct competition to the Ultraman market with a family-oriented Super Sentai Kaiju television series, with the added bonus of reusing some of its most classic monsters and pseudomations on the small screen. This week, we look at the short-lived history of a forgotten classic. This is Kaiju vs. History, Zone Fighter. Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your Sentai Ranger-like hero, Miles, and joining me is an evil bug-like alien overlord, Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing this week? I am a terror beast in the streets, but a a kind Ultraman ripoff in the sheets, Miles. <laughs> so this is one that, I mean, I feel like we've We've referenced before, and this has always been kind of at the back of my mind in my kaiju knowledge, because I knew this series was related to Godzilla in that, you know, Godzilla and and friends show up. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've seen the very iconic image of them shaking hands, maybe in like a magazine, like G-Fan or something along those lines. I'm like, what movie is that? I've never seen that Godzilla movie. (laughs) Right. And prior to this. I have never seen an episode of Zone Fighter. And I think as a kid, I think maybe I saw maybe a, a still or something in a, in a Starlog or Fangoria or something and thinking, oh, maybe this is somehow related to Jet Jaguar. Because I had no frame of reference to who Zone Fighter was. If I had seen parts of it or clips, I probably would have thought it was Super Sentai, in, 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 oh, like a Ranger kind of show from and, the, the 70s. You know, it's, you know, it's wild. You, you mentioned this in the, in the top of the show. This predates Super Sentai by two years. That's interesting. I see. I thought they were kind of around mid seventies, but yeah, this has so many of the hallmarks that would become a pre-major and some costuming choices. The, uh, the fighter family, the zone family in their, their getups look, feel very early super Sentai. Well, I feel like super Sentai was kind of the perfect storm. Like there was something a Bruin in Tokusatsu live television. And I think that it kind of took everything like all the ingredients and kind of made the perfect mm-hmm. souffle out of it. I mean, because I mean, most of those shows, with the exception of Common Rider and the Spider-Man show, are, I don't say lost to time, because Togusatsu historians and fans have certainly kept this stuff alive. Thank but, goodness. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we are, we are uh, I've recently been convinced uh, that we are kind of in a golden age of Tokusatsu discovery for the West, because we're getting... I mean, oh gosh, what's the, what's the, not Meek Mill? Mill Creek Entertainment has been putting <laughs> out all the, Mill. I know, <laughs> shut up, has been out all the Ultraman stuff. Shout is starting to put out some of the, the Common Rider and they've put, been putting out the Super Sentai. So we're starting to get more and more of this stuff accessible to us in the West. And to be honestly, unsung hero of the streaming services doing the work. Uh, uh, oh, you, to, <laughs> I thought you said to space B, <laughs> to be no, honestly, no, no, no. Uh, T- to be, uh, that, makes, that makes much more sense grammatically. I was like, to be honestly, streaming service to be is putting okay, in the yes. work. If if you want to watch some live action mm-hmm. Japanese superhero shows, that is the place for you. A number 
of Super Sentai that's that's legally available in the States is on there. A lot of Ultraman. And I think just the first Common Rider as of right now. But I could yeah. be wrong. That's that that is currently changing mm. because I it's, know Kuga is uh, out. Yeah, well, it's difficult because so many of the rights to different Common Rider series, I think, streaming rights are all over the place. Well, yeah, because Amazon's had their they've they've had their own show, and then their own they also reboot. own some as well. Yeah, I think. well, they they own the reboot of Kamen Rider Amazon's. They also made a reboot a reboot slash reinterpretation of Kamen Rider Black. Yeah, and yeah. but it's it's really really cool. <laughs> I'm I want that stuff like this to have its audience in the West because honestly, the biggest surprise I think I've had in the Showa era, I was honestly expecting to maybe fluff this one and and think oh yeah it's it's fine this yeah. is generally a good show i had assumed this was no good which is why we hadn't gotten a u.s release or region one yeah DVD i just kind of figured it was release that is not the case this is an excellent both kaiju show and super sentai series zone fighter who would have thought i'm I'm kind of actively angry we haven't had a proper release of this show because, yeah, I, I mean, and yeah, I don't we'll talk know about it. I don't know the 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 release history of its DVDs because I feel like this this show hasn't been remastered or cleaned up for modern distribution. There there hasn't been any higher definition releases. I believe the two DVD releases in Region Two were. A 2002 like collected box set, and I think in 2016, like scanning them VHSs or something. I guess maybe that is that's that's what what I purchased a like a rip of on eBay, and then there was a 2016 uh, multi volume release as well. You know, complete series is only 26 episodes, so these are pretty easy, I would think, to to put together. They're 24 minute episodes. I'm honestly surprised, and maybe someone thought about it, but I'm surprised that no one has, especially with the, the, the popularity of live-action superhero stuff and the popularity of Godzilla. Now, at the same time... Uh, yeah, well, I gotta imagine maybe it's rights. Maybe that's tied up in international release, or... I mean, I, I can also see, like, the production values are not super high. You know, this is this is early days, this is... Yeah, I mean, it, but for what for what they can do, honestly, it's really really solid and i, I was impressed i i you know we'll, I we'll talk about it but i i think i want to uh, call it showa era godzilla meets johnny quest yeah there's some elements of our <laughs> a four watched johnny Sacco and his giant robot in in some of the the, the fight sequences obviously a ton of ultraman <laughs> in the DNA. Oh, of, even the posing when he when he pops up and I'm like, that's uh, a Ultraman pose. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe they're worried about the legality of this character in general. Oh, yeah. But he's got having the, recently the same... watched the newest Ultraman movie. Who does that exact pose? He's I got was the, like, um... the shield uh, move. He has so many of the same moves as various Ultraman. I haven't gotten far enough in my Ultraman series watching to see what the which season of Ultraman was on kind of at the same time. But I think so. It, that would have been be Ultra pretty... 7, I think, or Return of Ultraman. So I think Return oh. of Ultraman was 71, I you, believe. You, yes, I know, I know there's a few sets around that time. I think this might be kind of comparable. Some It, it, it is a little jarring. <laughs> Some of the, the monster suit creations, which we'll, we'll talk about. But 
Let me let's talk first about the title. What what is a zone fighter, Miles? Do you know yet? No, and <laughs> I don't think the show does either. Like outside of the fact that they're the zone family, according to these subtitles that I have. Yeah. Yes. The I mean, I guess in the the series, I think the Japanese family name is uh, Sakamori. But yeah, they're they're known as the the zone family. The show's title in Japanese is Ryusei Ninjin Zone, Meteor Human Zone, or Zone the, the Meteor Man, or, or some translations of that. Zone Fighter is a great name. It's, I a, think. it's a fan. It's a. It's honestly, it's one of the few times where I can say it's the better name when it comes yeah. to the the translated titles. I mean, this this is the better name. Zone the Meteor Man isn't isn't terrible, but I know. But I get I get Peter Townsend or Robert Townsend flashbacks from the '93 Meteor Man movie. Oh right, <laughs> that film. But yeah, what, what, what can you can you give us a, a quick recap? What what is the show? What is the basic premise for for people that I mean, the majority of people who may have never even heard of this before. So you have this family who are much like Clark Kent come from a destroyed planet called Peaceland. Peaceland and Peacelandians. They're Peacelandians, correct. And they have their their planet was basically destroyed and taken over by the Gorogans. And they're this evil space empire who and some of whom have followed or at least been landed on Earth as well. And so, as with most Showa-era kaiju stuff, these aliens find that Earth is to their liking and plan on taking it over. And the one thing that is stopping them are these, the last vestiges of Peacelandia. Yes, and the the, the Grogans every week try to find, destroy, capture the... And honestly, and, some of their plots are pretty good. Uh, I mean, they're they're pretty devious indeed. But yeah, it, I, I was kind of surprised by. So this it, is the kind of show where I expected it, like, you know, monster of the week, you know, fighting different things. I did not expect them to actively try to make the characters three dimensional and have mm-hmm. like them actively like hoping and wanting for other members of their race to come up. There's there's specifically an, an episode where the Grungas have someone who is disguised as an old childhood friend of the the second oldest zone child and mm-hmm. she is elated to have this friend who she seemingly had an attraction with and it's a really good episode because it kind of it kind of digs into the psyche of of what it means to find someone from a place where you both had lost everything and I was really impressed because this is like the second or third episode of the entire mm-hmm. show. And obviously that person ends up being, you know, an alien Evil. monster. <laughs> but I was really, really surprised that that was the story t- telling direction that they opted to go. And I, I think that's my general, my general feeling with this show is, is one of surprise. It's a very mm-hmm. sophisticated, very ambitious show that really aspired to be more than its budget would allow it to be. And I, I have nothing but respect for that. Yeah. And speaking of just some of the, the technicals and, and the budget, I did look it up while, while you're speaking there, the, the show they went for in 1973 to super Raya from Ultraman Ace to Ultraman Tarot. And I'm just, I did a quick scan of this first episode of Ultraman Tarot and 
you You're can tell TV while I'm talking. I'm watching a great episode of Ultraman. Yeah, this is uh, good this stuff. budget is, you know, it, it's very easy to see how much m- more they were pouring in over at Subaraya here for for their their flagship. And, just well, this, like, and this would be around the time that Toei was kind of suffering a little bit, because even as we'll talk about later, you know, some of Toho's uh, Godzilla productions suffered because of the, the amount of money they were unable to put into it. Yeah. But yeah, this show came about mostly because Toho had a success the prior year with a show that that we know as Rainbow Man, which mm-hmm. was a Super Sentai hero, uh, you know, kind of maybe more akin to a common writer who transforms. He has like different powers each week, different like colors associated with like natural elements and stuff like, you know, the the red one is fire and the white one is air or whatever. Uh, I've not watched much of that. I've not watched any of it. I, the, the actual, sorry, the the actual artwork of some of the Rainbow Man stuff looks awesome. And then Mm -hmm. I look at the actual show and I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. Well, the, the Rainbow Man kind of costuming and stuff, I think did some of it maybe inform the, the zone families kind of, super appearance the the super sentai nature of of their appearance i figured there would not be that much information online during our research phase to to be able to speak that much about this show you know it was not i guess a big enough hit to get a second season but toho kingdom has an amazing breakdown of like every single monster that's on the show um information there's an episode guide to each and every one of the, the 26 episodes it's air date and a little behind the scenes. And I think that's great. Now put out a DVD, please, Mm -hmm. (laughs) please very much. So, so um, let's, let's talk about the, the reason of the season. Obviously we, we, you know, we're not doing a lot of TV stuff. This one has a specific connection as to why we're doing it. mm -hmm. And that's everyone's favorite fire breathing monster, Godzilla. Yeah. Took a while for him to come into the show. I think he doesn't show up until episode four, and then yeah. only at the very end of the episode. <laughs> well, like, so let's I, call I Godzilla. About, yeah, so I was expecting some some build up for for Godzilla because I think even the episode is like isn't that kind of like the the roar of Godzilla? Uh, I think it, of the right episode. Yes. Well, the the first one where he shows up is like invasion of the giant Garoga army. Enter Godzilla is is episode enter Godzilla. Four. The roar of Godzilla is episode eleven. And I was expecting some sort of buildup or like, oh, Godzilla appears and he and Zone Fighter like realize they're on the same. No, no, no. It's like, hey, let's let's call our buddy. Let's call Godzilla. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that that okay, simple as that. All right. And it's so, like, yeah, the 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 archives of of Toho have declared that this is canon to the Godzilla series, and it takes place right in the middle between the two television or the the two films that that we have talked about and we're going to talk about Godzilla versus Megalona in, in 1973 and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Okay, and so that makes sense. That, that that tracks because one of the things that they they pinpoint is that King Ghidorah is the only monster excluding Godzilla that isn't killed. So when Gigan gets killed by Zone Fighter at the end of the episode, that's the end of Showa era Gigan. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. And maybe they were planning to potentially bring back 
King Ghidorah in, in a movie, so they didn't want to kill him off. But King Ghidorah shows up in a couple episodes back to back. Yeah. Five and, and six. And I'll talk about that. That's one of my favorite episodes is that fight between Zone and, and King Ghidorah. They they get extremely physical with the King Ghidorah suit. He's, you know, yeah. wrestling all three heads. They're on well, wires. I, and I, and I, I want, I'm wondering if they, they kind of figured, hey, this we may not use this suit again. <laughs> yeah, like, go, go to just, town. Yeah, go to town. And I, I do want to talk about that a little bit because the fights in this show are very physical. Every like kind of complaint I had about the initial Ultraman show is resolved here because at least you know, the zone fighter is actively fighting like and yes. not always the best choreography, I, I will say, but actively fighting these monsters. And it's a really entertaining time. Well, we, we got to talk about the directors of the show because the first two episodes are written and directed by Godzilla mainstay Jun Fukuda and then episodes three and four by Ashiro Honda. So we have the top two biggest Godzilla directors here. And I think that I think that's that's indicative to the strength of the show, because I, the, the first mm-hmm. episodes, when I, the first four episodes, when I watched them, I kept thinking, this is so strong. Like, it looks good. Right. Like, it's it's only limitation is how much money these people had. But they're still able to make this absolutely fun science fiction show out of it. And so to find out that, you know, two you know, iconic kaiju directors were behind the camera of the first several episodes does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really expect this show to be a dud and it is a grand slam. <laughs> yeah. And, and like I said, the really only thing holding me back is uh, I need it to get that Blu-ray treatment. I need it to have some special features. I would love to really dig further into the show and, you know, make it more well known, which is why we definitely had to do an episode on Zone Fighter for the love of God. My hills, our intro song for for the podcast has the Zone Fighter kind of henshin sound effect mm-hmm. <laughs> embedded in it, which is just it's so indicative. <laughs> I think of nineteen seventies kind I, of you know shows as, like this as Toho is bringing Godzilla back to Japan, as we know the. This year, we are supposed to get a Japanese Godzilla film, which seems wild because they just announced it. <laughs> well, a lot of Godzilla movies were like filmed two months before I, in I the seventies before that, they but, released. But, but, but that, so. that doesn't happen as much now. Yeah. I would love for something like Zone Fighter to exist within the new Toho timeline. Mm-hmm. I, I think rebooting th- this specific property would be the most amazing idea. Because not only could you do a really solid kaiju show at home and then, you know, occasionally feature, you know, some of your main monsters, but you could do the same thing that Zone Fighter did was like you can have it take place in between two separate movies. Where, whereas mm-hmm. it might be two years before we get another Godzilla film after this, you could have Zone Fighter take place in between then. And I, I would love that. I mean, in a, in a time period where we just actively watched an Ultraman in American theaters, which I think is the first time that's ever happened on on a on a wide release scale. Mm-hmm. Like I watched an Ultraman film in Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Like on the big screen. I I think I think people are are certainly ready for something like this. 
and I think it would be amazing. I I love the conceit of a, a, a human style character fighting monsters on a large scale. I think that is is great. It's one of the reasons Ultraman works so well, mm-hmm. and the, doing a, a new version would be a ton of fun. I th- I mean, it's so much of the enjoyment of this, though. It really is tied to, I feel like, the aesthetics and the time period is just so 70s. It's so camp, mm-hmm. and... It has so many of the sensibilities that made Jet Jaguar a, a lot of fun. <laughs> it, I, I really can't believe that we didn't get a Jet Jaguar team up with Zen Fighter. <laughs> definitely surprised that we didn't. I also have to hand it out to the cast. I think the cast was excellent. And I, it, it's so weird. So many. You, you would think that it, it would be big, big things ahead for for actors like Kazuya Aoyama, who played Zone Fighter. You know, the same way that uh, I guess some Godzilla actors, you know, kind of took off after this. Uh, he retired from acting like a few years after the show. Wrapped. I I thought Kazumi Kitahara was excellent. I thought mm. she when she was brought in to do some of those emotional scenes, she really delivered, especially in the episode where I was talking about where she's like realizing that the person that she thought was her long lost friend is, in fact, a monster. And is brought to real tears. I I was really impressed by her mode of acting, and I, I just across the board. I think the entire Zone family was great. I love in that first is the first episode where they bring like the littlest kid's buddy along, and the monsters also kidnap his mother. And she's like, "We don't even know these people." Like she's yeah. like throwing them under the bus entirely. It's like dark leave stuff there early on. <laughs> yeah, Which I mean, I understand like. Two. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I, I kind of understand where she's like, she's like, I'm not affiliated. Like, I'm just went out to a, the amusement park. Yeah, there, I, I, I think Zone Fighter is legit. One of the best hidden gems of mm-hmm. the show era. Haven't talked about maybe the best part of the television show, which is the theme song. Uh, theme song is better than any Ultraman intro ever. <laughs> I could listen to this. Song. Uh, no. I, no, I no, love it. Th- there is some 90s Ultraman that has some bomb theme oh, songs. Yeah. Well, I, I, guess, I guess maybe from this era at the very least. <laughs> it, but although I, I'm a huge fan of Common Rider songs. Oh, uh, uh, yes. And, yes. And this Kamen Rider one has great me, music as well. Remind me a great I'm, deal of that. I mean, Tokusatsu shows in general just have good music. And this show is no exception. I agree. Theme song is great. It gets you in, in the mood. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it kind of has that Johnny Sacco feeling. But honestly, like. It really did kind of remind me a little bit of Johnny Quest mm-hmm. and yeah. the family aspect, certainly. Yeah, that, that, you know. that family aspect, and I just, I, I think that, and I, I'm, I'm like running through the like the kind of boutique DVD Blu-ray labels that I know, but it's like it's Toho that is the problem. I really would love to get a cleaned up, just lovingly restored version of this because the world deserves it. I think this is for whatever reason a hidden corner of Godzilla's history that more people need to actively see. I understand like that people know this exists, but the actual availability to engage with this show is, I mean, well, ma- like you said, maybe, maybe with Ultraman becoming more popular, there'll be more demand, but yeah, as I said, there's only been region two releases, no region one, no, 
higher definition or Blu-ray or dubs or anything like that. I I need someone like Arrow or honestly, this is kind of Vinegar Syndrome's thing, but I need someone to (laughs) to take this and be like, Toho, just let me restore this and put it out and I'll do whatever. But like, I, I just, I need a very lovingly curated version of Zone Fighter because this show deserves more than just blurry videos and bootleg dvds like this is a generally good science fiction show it's a very good piece of kaiju history it's extremely fun and i i am shocked at how much i love it yeah and there's there's sadly no legacy for for the show you don't see zone fighter show up in in any other source i think maybe there's a reference to the zone family in the in credits for the godzilla anime like the netflix anime yes what, what was that called <laughs> my brain mind is uh, blanking. Was, there was planet of the monsters oh no singular point the the, the television oh oh, oh, Sorry. oh. <laughs> you, you know how there's references at the end of of the episode to yes. like every godzilla <laughs> property yeah i think zone fighter is in one of those that's it i have to rewatch it <laughs> that is i mean Talk about the the rescuing of Jet Jaguar in that show. I would love for a second season of Singular Point Godzilla to have a zone fighter like element yeah. to it. I, I I'm with you. Uh, spoiler alert: Singular Point's one of my favorite Godzilla. <laughs> it's so uh, good. We 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 don't officially use the same scale for for rating television shows on the podcast as we do for films because they're a little different but i think i would i would have this in the seven territory if we were to to rate it like a final rating yes because the enjoyment is high yeah yeah very high it's nine or ten for me but production is i mean it's dragging it down a little bit (laughs) yeah empirically lower and then obviously its impact, well, there isn't much of one, and that's what kind of really drags it down because this this show is so good. But mm-hmm. I mean, you have to really struggle to to find a watchable version of it. And that okay. yeah, I I think seven's pretty pretty accurate, even though as far as enjoyment goes, it's it's very high up there. Thankfully our our friends on the the internet archive are fastidious about getting almost every single you know, Japanese television show, Super Sensei, Kamen Rider, things like that, in a place where at least you can watch them, even if they don't have subtitles or, or dubs or anything. So they're being collected, and you can find these episodes. You can watch some of them online in various formats. Just nothing official, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's going to do it. Well, you know, we can get into the nitty gritty of each episode of the show and, and some of our favorites. Obviously, Whenever Godzilla or King or show up, those are those are great. Yeah, I mean, it, episodes, it, it's hard but... not to like when they when they shake hands. I was like, I, I... oh, yeah. Episode 21 starts with them like in a mock battle. So they're like training to fight the terror beasts. And it's like, ah, oh, that's too, too much fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you like that, 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 that stuff, like as much as I don't want to take away from Zone Fighters individuality. The stuff of Godzilla is just, it's such a blast. It's such a treat. And I like how it's like kind of sparingly used throughout the show. Like mm-hmm. it's not every episode, it's just every, every now and then. And I, every single time it happens, it's just, it's lovely. It's delightful. 
play, play by a couple of the film Godzilla actors, Toro Kawai and Asao Zushi, who would, who would be in the two Mecha Godzilla films. But yeah, that's going to do it for us this week in our, our talk about Zone Fighter. If you have watched the show and you enjoy it, give us an email at kaijuversushistory at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at kaijuversushistory. Rate, review, and comment on our show. Share with your friends and check out our letterbox account to see our film reviews and scores. Miles, thanks for, for watching this with me. What are we doing next week? Well, thank you, Patrick. And we will catch everyone next time when we continue on with the chronological timeline of Toho series and get the genesis of one of publishers most iconic and prolific foes for their big G. That's Right. Tune in next week for Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Godzilla.